It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie? They want to see boobs, period. They don't care who it is. And Paula? She doesn't shave and her vagina smells like dirty pantyhose. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth, episode 53. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> I was even really trying this time. I just... <clears throat> I minimized mine. Ugh! It was trying too hard. I just... It's all good. Not... Um, yeah. I have, like, cotton mouth them all. I hate well, it. I, was gonna I hate ask it. You, my my like, tongue feels swollen or something. Were you like medicating or something like that? Or do you have like a migraine? Or No, I'm totally fine. Why am I low key? No, I was just oh. going to say sometimes I know when I've taken a medication for something, my mouth gets dry. And so no, I thought maybe I, you had a migraine or something. No, I don't. I think it's allergies. I'm not sure. We are The weather's so bizarre right now that, you know, and my allergies kick in at the drop of a hat. Oh, so Tell me about it. I've had like a... A pain in my nostril sinus for a week now <laughs> and your deviated and, septum yes and if i don't watch it it will turn into a migraine and so oh yeah and i was thinking i'm like why am i having allergies but i mean i looked outside everything's blooming Those oh my god everything cherry in my yard. trees with like mm-hmm. the white petals like they're pretty they're f- and mine are already floating around right i'm like they're pretty to look at but i mean you walk past one and it's you know it's like pure death hell. by allergen like, oh my god yeah it's like you can't pump the benadryl in enough oh god i need a benadryl that would be so great i love benadryl it's like oh, my favorite over-the-counter drug. Benadryl makes me grumpy. And so... I can take... You know what? It makes mom grumpy, too. I can... T- and me, too, actually. I can take Benadryl... Well, I really don't need to take Benadryl all that often, but if, but there have been times where my allergies have been so desperately horrible that I'll take mm-hmm. one at night because I'm itchy or whatever. If yeah. I take, like, ev- for three nights in a row, by the fourth day, I am a bitch. Yeah. I am intolerant. Nothing is good. I'm grumpy. So, yes, I agree. That's true. Benadryl does have that side effect for us. It's like... Medication is weird. Well, so like I told you, I recently was taking an antibiotic. This is what the doctor said. I wound up having like diarrhea for like three days. Mm -hmm. And what they believe is I got dehydrated. Yeah, that's what happens to me. Which I didn't realize, you know, was an issue. But oh, yeah. they said, if you're having diarrhea for three days, which they're just like, why, why did you eat something? I'm like, just don't ask. You know, I, <laughs> It's just a long, sordid detail. Yes. Yeah. So she says, maybe what you had was possibly a flu bug or something. You know what? This is the way our conversations are going to go when we're like 60s. We're going to be like, so how are you today? Well, I had diarrhea for three days. Had to go to the doctor again. Got antibiotics again. <laughs> right. No, oh, me. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, my cancer's kicking in again. And <laughs> right. My arthritis. Right. My <laughs> knee is really itchy today. I, I need to get my uh, get your star cortisone <laughs> eczema cream on there since I've had the amputation. But <laughs> anyways, the antibiotic, it makes me feel like crap. Like yes. I have felt like crap basically ever since I've taken it. Every time I take it, I get mad. I get kind of like angry and, and you know, I actually yelled at somebody at work at the other day and I never do that. But yeah. I just, my threshold for tolerance is really reduced on this antibiotic. And so. Well, what did we learn? Not to get diarrhea. Learn to hydrate. Yeah. No, you just got to keep up your electrolytes if you get the squirts. Yeah, and she's just like, well, you should try drinking cranberry juice. I'm like, yet another diuretic. <laughs> it's so I'm like, true. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, is your first name doctor? Her first name could be doctor. 
So I hurt my finger. Oh, apparently I'm not the only one with an ailment this week. How did what happened? Okay, I didn't tell Daryl because it was really embarrassing to me because, you know, last week we spoke about how awkward we are. Well, yes. Okay, so we were at the grocery store. Daryl wanted to um, get something from the the butcher area. So he's talking to the butcher person and I'm standing over by where the chicken is. Now, you know, in meat cases at at, uh, grocery stores, at the bottom, there are the metal vents to kind of push the cold air in. Yeah. So... There are the racks. Well, they're they're the things that the meat is sitting on. But at like when you're leaning over to pick something up, you know, the case along the the top of the case, there's vents, metal vents and cold air comes through them, you know, to keep the case cold on on top. That makes sense. Okay, so they're like little round. They look like grates, basically. Okay. Okay. So I don't think anybody else would do what the, the things that I do to her, to harm myself. I'm leaning over and I'm looking at the different meats. I'm like, oh, so I drag my hand over to grab a piece of uh, meat to look at it. And as I drag my finger, I drag it low enough that I actually get my pinky stuck in one of the grates as I'm pushing over to grab a piece of wrapped meat. Oh, and it gets thanks. stuck in there and it twists. And it feels like I got stabbed really bad. And I pull it out. And I was like, what the hell? I'm like, who gets their pinky stuck in the grate at the grocery store by the meat section? We do. And it hurt. And I had a baby line bruise on my pinky of all places. And it stung for a very long time. And I was so embarrassed. I never, I didn't tell Daryl anything. Because I'm like, ow. I mean, I couldn't even freaking believe it. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I know. Anyway, the other thing that happened, it was I took Mackenzie. She has zero period in high school. Okay. And um, we have been using Daryl's car this week so that she can drive because she's pretty much ready to take her driver's test. So we're just letting her drive a little bit more to make sure. So I'm on my way home from dropping her off and it's garbage day. So all the garbage cans are out. Now, I live in a subdivision where you have to turn down a little lane to get to my house so yeah, it's along, almost like a little tiny driveway. It is. And there's a couple of houses back there. My house and the neighbor's house and then the one across the lane. So there's like three houses on my lane. So It's to, not the easiest driveway or no, it's spot narrow, to get into. But it's yeah. fine. I mean, it's not uncomfortable. Well, what's uncomfortable is when it's garbage day because the three neighbors, we need to line our garbage cans along the main street. Oh, and okay. occasionally the neighbor that's across from us is very sloppy with where they put their garbage can. Oh, they just throw it out there, Well, it tends to, I don't know, block half of the lane to get into our house. So this morning at 6.55, I'm pulling in to go home, and I turn in. They have their garbage can out a little bit further than normal, but not enough that I noticed it. The passenger side door handle linked under their garbage can lid... And it ripped the door handle clean off and pulled their garbage can down and strung about their recyclables all over the lane. How how close were you to that garbage can? I wasn't, but it was it was twofold. One, I I don't normally drive Daryl's car, so I'm not really accustomed to the to how wide or how long the car is as far as pulling into the lane. Two, they had. They had blocked half the lane, and I was making a wide turnout, and I turned in too quickly 
to get back in so I wouldn't hit, you know, the mailboxes. Right. And I just clipped the handle under the garbage can lid, like barely. But it ripped the freaking handle off. I, I couldn't believe it. So I did not know that the handle got ripped off. I thought that I simply had knocked the garbage can over because I didn't realize that. I didn't even know I hit it. Well, I mean, so, when you got out there, I mean, I'm sure you looked to assess any damage, right? Well, it was 6.40 or 6.50 in the morning. So I got out and had to somehow lift this incredibly full garbage can up and pick oh, up all their fucking garbage. God. I was what? so mad. And How so much trash can someone accumulate in a week? <laughs> Actually, it's two weeks. I know it, it's green waste one week and then. This was recyclable. This was the recyclable can. And So what though? Come on. So I'm furious and I'm embarrassed. Did you pick up any of the trash? That I you had spilled? to. I couldn't leave it. This this oh, this neighborhood is not like that. Well, luckily it was all paper, so it wasn't. Oh, I was going to say it wasn't any like wet dripping soda cans or anything like that. Well, no, but it was. It was the recyclables. It was all paper, so I pick it up. Right, okay. So I take my now. Then the other child has to be at school like a half hour later. So we're getting in, and so she goes to open the door, and she's like, "Um, there's no door handle over here." Oh, it was her side. Okay, I, I'm like, what? So I look, and I'm like interesting get in the car so i let her i get her in and there it is laying in the middle of the lane the door handle sorry fabulous (laughs) so come to find out the door handle is 75 dollars, and then it'll cost oh i'm sure it'll cost another 150 to get it fixed and installed by the acura people that's true because yeah it's not something you want to do yourself (laughs) so it's like no you can't do it yourself and so it's like a 200 it's going to be like a 200 dollar thing i'm i'm so heated i can't even stand it wait why why are you mad? Because I'm, I'm the curious. one that hit the fucking garbage can. Okay, I was just going to say I'm hoping you're mad because like you're mad at yourself. You're not mad like, you know, who put their garbage can there and it's going to cost so much money. This is ridiculous. And it's just like, okay, let's not forget who's at fault here. Listen, I'm not that <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> well, I was going to say I like, mean, I was very angry that I was cleaning up someone else's garbage <laughs> because they and even Daryl's like, well, sometimes they tend to put it out a little bit. I'm like, you are being way too kind. I hit it. I hit it with the car. It is someone, their fault. I shouldn't have to maneuver to get into my house. Someone told me we have a real problem with accepting responsibility for our actions. Who told you that? I accept responsibility. I'm responsible for a whole family. Are you freaking kidding me? That's what I said. But no. I mean, maybe it's in the sense that like we accept responsibility for it. But that doesn't mean that we're sorry, per se. I'm not sorry. I'm mad. <laughs> I am mad that that happened. I'm like, in any other universe, who would be able to snatch the lid of a garbage can with the passenger side door, rip the lid open, knock down a garbage can that weighs like 100 pounds, and then fling the handle off with it. How many times have you walked down the hallway and and like, you know, those doors that have the long handles now? Have you like caught a sleeve or something? Oh, in my there? God. I have ripped pants. I have ripped jeans. Oh, I've ripped my pants, too. Like those those fashion ones that have like the holes in it. Oh, yeah. I One got stuck in a hole and it ripped it wide open. Yeah. I'm like, so well, I'm thinking that happens to be on a semi-regular basis. So yes. I'm guessing, you know, a car door getting <laughs> nicked or stuck on a garbage can at, you know, just the right height. Then, you know, I couldn't we couldn't it. scientifically make that happen no. mostly because we can't do math. I wish someone could have filmed that occurring going, 
that could never be replicated. Well, given your neighborhood, I wouldn't be surprised if there was cameras somewhere. I someone was did so pissed. I'm like, you, you should know better what? start watching America's Funniest Home Videos on Sundays just to make sure. You <laughs> just know, to make sure my you're not entitled to ten thousand dollars in some indirect way. <laughs> oh, you know what? After we recorded our last show about being awkward, I was we were we had to go to the mall, and you know it never fails. I wear I wear high heels or wedges to the mall every it's single always time. Always so loud and slippery in there. What were you thinking? Because I don't ever think that's the problem. I'm like, oh, these are really snazzy. I'm going to wear these today. I'm feeling girly today. And I'll put them on. I'm like, oh, we're going to the mall. I'm going to traipse up and down so the mall for an hour. snap your ankle or what did you do? <laughs> so we're walking. And Daryl's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I'm really concerned that I'm going to trip and fall. And so I'm were worried. you taking like super little wide steps? Just I was taking sure. very small steps and I was looking around and he looked at me. He's, he said, do you want me to hold your hand? I go, that is not helping. That will not assist. I'm surprised you didn't just stop and buy flip flops. Well, I, no, I could. It wouldn't have gone with the outfit. I just got I got through it. I powered through it, got home and immediately removed them because I'm like, I'm going to fall. So I have to ask what there had to have been a little I'm not even a little, a big part of you that was relieved that because it wasn't your car. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking in my mind? Because like, that you would know, have made you really mad. Well, see, here's the, here's the way my dimension mind works. It, it, it occurred. I did not know that there had been some permanent damage done to the vehicle. So I cleaned up the garbage begrudgingly. And, and I did think about leaving it. And as out of rebellion, I let the little top of somebody's Starbucks cup fly around in the wind. I didn't pick that one up. I let that one go as kind of my little finger to society. The way he was sticking it to the man. Okay. Right. So and of course, because our neighbors are all incredibly kind and loving, somebody picked it up and threw it away. <laughs> so. I'm sure. But I did pull in. I was angry at, um, well, Daryl's already been kind of, he was kind of in trouble actually yesterday. I haven't, I didn't tell you about that. Yeah. And he, to the point that he didn't even like contact me all day. He was very afraid. (gasps) What did he do? Well. Leave the, leave the toilet lit up? What happened was Daryl and I agree that he would take my car to uh, the train station every day because he takes the train into work every day into the city and that I would keep his car so that Kenzie could drive because she's learning and she's almost ready to go so she needed to drive it's it's an easier car to learn on it is and she'll test in that car so that's why we have it and um, I said please please make sure that you if you're if you're switching out cars if you if you can just remember you know get my sunglasses check for my wallet you know before you take my car so i get in the car to take mackenzie to school in his car and sure as shit he left my wallet in the car he didn't switch out my wallet and so i called him and he's like hello i'm like hey hun Uh where's the wallet well, I didn't see it in there. I figured you just had it in your purse. I'm like, well, so you look the way you look. You don't Glance look down like normal. Then... He goes, well, I got your glasses. I'm like, well, my glasses aren't going to assist me. Why do you leave your wallet in your car? I don't know. Well, it's my car. I don't okay. know. I, I was just asking. I mean. You don't have a purse? I've, I have several. Of course I do. But I just, in my mind, I'm going, okay, you know what? This is kind of, kind of my fault. Because I should have just taken it in knowing that he was taking my car and I didn't trust that he would recall to remove my wallet and my purse or my my sunglasses into the other vehicle or he would forget we were switching and he would just take his car. It was a 50-50. 
Well, he remembered, and he remembered my sunglasses, but he just didn't look very hard. And he even made, he's like, well, I didn't look that hard. I'm like, <sighs> so now I have to go downtown, traipse through some parking garage looking for my car to get my wallet. Which, by the way, took me two hours because I got lost in my own city. I got lost. So. Oh, so you went downtown to find your wallet. I had I guess to. you had to, huh? I had no choice. I had oh, to go. Oh, because you didn't even have your ID, huh? I had nothing. Oh, okay. So I, I retrieved my wallet. So this whole time, Daryl's like, I can't tell you how sorry I am. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I just, I can't. You're like, you have no idea how sorry you are. I just really can't even talk to you right now. And so he laid low. He goes, well, I knew I was in trouble, so I didn't call you. I was like, good. I'm glad. wise choice. So around four o'clock, he texts me. He goes, did you ever get your wallet? Yes. So you're mad because, that's just so funny to me. You're angry because... (laughs) he didn't check the car for your wallet but you ripped off his door handle of his own car and (laughs) he probably was just like i'm sorry you had to go through that i'm sorry you had to pick up the trash and blah 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 am am i right (laughs) yes and that is why we're married because we're polar opposites there's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy and now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting uglytruth.com jamie and paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new ugly mall remember the ugly truth will never charge you for audio content so this is the best way to support the show that's u-g-l-e-e truth.com and now back to the show so Malia is in seventh grade and, you know, they owe they, every year there's a huge project in either science or history in okay. middle school. So you'll be looking forward to that. And, yeah, and Ryan already has a diorama due in April on dinosaurs. So oh, that that'll should be, be fun. interesting. Oh, that'll be easy. That'll be an easy one. Tyler had that one. It's really fun. Well, as soon as he got the assignment, he's like, Mom, we have to start working on this. And he got it in like January. I'm like, Ryan, we have three months. I you think don't. we can, you know, buy a couple plastic dinosaurs and throw some grass in there. And it's call really it a day. quite simple. Yeah. You know what? You want to get an A? Hang a pterodactyl from the top with some dental floss. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. He'll get an A. Teachers are impressed by that. So we went to Michael's because we needed some more items for this DNA project. She has to do a 3D model of a DNA molecule. God, how boring. Well, it was quite challenging, actually. And ultimately, we ended up using duct tape, and it worked really great. But I am the project queen because I love doing projects. When the kids have projects, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Wasn't mom the one that spent all night putting together a gold King Tut head or hat or something for mom and I did a King Tut project for it that was in high school and she was helping me because I was going to fail the class if I didn't get an A on this thing. But yeah, she did help. That was the only time she helped truly helped me. Dad was actually the one that was willing to be more creative with projects. Interesting. So we're at Michael's And we're wandering through. And, you know, there's all walks of life at Michael's because it's the place to go for just about any kind of thing that you could possibly need. You know, kids projects, silk flowers, Mm -hmm. holiday items. It's all there. So there's all kinds of people there. It's it's like DIY for, you know, like pretty stuff, not like little trinkety things that you're going to hang on the wall or give as gifts or something. Right, right. So... We're wandering through and, um, you know, there's all kinds of bizarro people that are in there. And (laughs) she wasn't bizarre by any means, but we went down the aisle. We needed some dowels, wooden dowels. And I we turned down the wooden dowel aisle and there's a gal there and she is rotund and she's 
seriously mulling over some teeny tiny wood painted caricatures of cats that she's trying to decide what to purchase for her little crafts that she has in her hand she has like a little little gate like she's gonna make some kind of like i don't know it's important apparently 3d items and she's like i said she was a bigger girl and you know none of this matters i'm not judging her because of it and instantly based on what she's buying how serious it was her hairstyle and everything i'm like you know what she's single and this is what she does because she doesn't have a boyfriend. Is she makes crafts with little cat things, and she probably gives them to friends or her mom. Now this all went through my brain in like twenty seconds. And what do I know? She could be a mother of like seven. I don't even know who she is. It doesn't matter. But now she's the crazy cat lady who's making crafts. That's literally what I came up with by the time I got to the end of the aisle. And again, why it's necessary to give someone a backstory, I'm not sure. To justify her existence. Why can't she just be there putting her cat stuff together? I mean, does it make you wonder when someone sees you there with your child, you know, (laughs) buying molecular structure things? I mean, I guess they'll probably think like, oh, I bet you she's in seventh grade. They're probably doing the school project, blah, 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 or something like that. I mean, I guess that's... I I don't think people think that much about it. I'm the only, you know, you probably do it more than you realize. I probably do. I do it all the time. If I see an old person driving, I'm thinking, oh, isn't that sad that they're driving alone? I bet their husband's dead and now they're just going to some. (laughs) Oh, my God. Some senior center. Isn't that sad? Why? Why are you killing people off? I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I don't really know. I don't either. I do it all the time. I guess it's just because you want to make sense of the things that don't seem to make sense. Like slow driving. (laughs) So, and it makes sense to me why we do that because if you put on any reality show, and we actually had this discussion, you were watching The Voice the other night. Yeah. And you were talking about how, you know, someone had brain cancer, another person's dad was like a vet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how is any of that relevant? to whether or not the person can sing. I said, I just don't understand why they keep putting these people on TV, listening to the sob story, when the fact of the matter is, you know, the judges don't know any of this. They've got their backs to them, and they're just listening if they can sing or not. But they do it to make it more compelling. And so... What's really awkward and uncomfortable is when they have this, you know, I'm doing this for my father who was killed in combat in (laughs) 9-11. And, you know, ever since then, it's been my goal to become a professional singer. And then he goes out there, Ooh. and they're like, "You suck balls, like, well, dude! You need to work on your craft. Thank you very much. <laughs> your craft. We appreciate you coming out here. We know how hard it is. And, you know, good luck to you. And you know, your father was a hero, right? And so, or like the one girl who went out there, and she was just like, "I just need to calm down. I need to prove myself. I'm going to do this." Jeez. Oh, God. well, the nerves got to me. But I'm going to continue. I'm going to pursue my dream. Keep on pursuing, bitch. And of course, they're thinking like, that is not nerves. You are terrible. You just suck. So I think we must be somehow trained or just having everything explained to us. Like there's the the main story, but then there's like the side story. I want to know about your freak flag. Everybody's got some weird thing and it's like I know what I know I can sense it. I know you have it and if you don't have one I probably don't want to know you cuz you're boring. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I will give you a perfect example. I recently got started watching the show Hoarders again. Oh my God. And 
Daryl gets I, so mad at me when I watch that show. I actually had to turn it off the other day because it was even to a point where it was so gross to me that I couldn't even. And it is really hard for me to get grossed out. I, was I mean, it's say. just downright hard. And so, you know, there's this woman and, you know, I can handle the people who have stuff. What I can't stand are the people who hoard like food like, or garbage. Yeah. Like she stopped using the toilet and she basically had her bathroom was like floor to ceiling full of adult diapers. Oh, that I've were... seen that one. That's an old one. Was she kind of an older lady? Yes. And I've seen that one. She was very ill. Yeah. And, very and ill. They actually found like dead cats. Yep. And. The house was so, and, and so she was petting the dead cats, and the doctor, she's just like, this woman is so sick, she can't even conceptualize the kind of disease or bacteria she's probably, like, giving herself by petting this dead animal. What? And you know what? Whenever they do those shows, and the worst of the worst, they always assign that really beautiful blonde therapist. She lives in Sacramento. I know. I've seen her. My I've name seen... is Dr. Robin Sazio, and I am... She's so incredibly empathetic to them she i think she said her mom is a hoarder or something i think there's she has some experience personal experience with hoarding not her but someone in her family right because when you're a psychiatrist i mean you can kind of specialize yes you know some things yes so she's picked hoarding which is kind of funny because i remember when i first started watching the show i was like why would you specialize in that i'm like there can't be a huge you know (laughs) me not realize i didn't even know what a hoarder was until i saw that show i didn't even know they existed it's it's an it's an anxiety disorder because people are afraid to let go so why does that happen you wonder god i mean you can let go of your own poo in a diaper and throw it in the trash you know what she couldn't she couldn't flush the poop she had well, to keep part it of me thinks like okay how much of it is hoarding and how is it just downright lazy i don't you know. know you know what that's the problem is that it's hard it's hard to tell i the ones that really get me to be honest with you are the couples where one's a hoarder and then one just kind of like gives up on life and just lets it happen around them and they're just like I... despondent they look like they're dead inside Okay, it's, it's the worst, and I'm like, see to me, what the, the ones, hell? the ones that are the worst are the people who have children that have <sighs> either grown well, up that. or growing up. And what's I actually like, because usually <laughs> when the doctors come or the psychiatrist, they have a, re- a responsibility to contact CPS yeah. if oh, like the definitely. house can't get. It. And so whenever they do, like a little part of me cheers inside because I'm just like <laughs> yeah. there. Yes. You know, you had to, you just had to keep that one little piece of paper, didn't you? And now you're going to lose your kids. Right. You know, and I mean, and it's sad because, I mean, I don't believe children and parents should be split up. Right. You know, I just don't think it's natural. But I just, uh, that's the thing I don't understand about hoarding is, is you know, to me, it's a very selfish disease it, because. It is, but it's, it, obviously, it's rooted in something completely right. different. It just manifests in this incredibly awful way. I mean, I'm sure people don't want to be hoarders and they no. don't want to. It's just a terrible, it, I can't believe you're watching that again. I well, like Daryl gets I... really mad at me. Like he gets, well, we, we can actually talk about this. We were going to talk about TV a little bit tonight anyway, but about what we're watching. I cannot get over i can't stop watching these freaking polygamy shows i do not know what's wrong with me i don't know what's wrong with me they're the most miserable people on the planet except for the husbands and the kids when they're too young to understand how crazy their life is and even the children don't seem that upset i mean they don't seem that upset to me like the teenagers they're kind of like they're kind of like, yeah, I kind of wish he was, you know, it wasn't like this, but it is. And or like the little kids, I mean, they always seem to have fun because they always yeah. have like a ton of brothers and sisters to play right. with. But they're naive. They don't know. I 
don't get the sense that all of the women are miserable. I think there are some that are more miserable than others. Look, it's if it's a religious thing and you are firmly believing that what what they're doing is guided by God or whatever, that's one thing. But you know that new one where they like left their religion and now they're just yeah, they're just like living in there. a commune. I don't even understand that. They're just spiritual. I think what they said was they're like, you know, we didn't really like the way the religion was going as far as polygamy or whatever. We didn't agree with some of the practices, so we left the church. But there's really no other religion that allows for polygamy, so we're kind of on our own. I'm thinking, yeah, which means, you know, you stop doing it, right? He's like, well, we didn't want – it said something like we didn't want to say goodbye to each other, so we're kind of just like on our own. I'm like, that sounds – sexual to me that doesn't sound spiritual anymore well, i mean the only thing i can think of is is like with that particular guy he's been married to one of them for like 10 years i think because he's got five wives right yes that's the new one way too many that's I a lot understand that that I is mean, a lot well four is uh, a lot too i don't get it so i mean like with okay so with the browns you know the the original polygamy show the sister wives show right He's been married to the first three wives for all of them 20 plus years. I know. So even if they left the religion, I mean, I think at some point it's just become a lifestyle and and a lot of them don't work or whatever. And yeah. so, I mean, it would just be too complicated to break up, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, but the problem is they've been miserable for like 20 plus years. I mean, if you look at them, they've all let themselves go. They're all incredibly unhealthy physically true and now what's funny is now that this show has been on for for some time all of a sudden they're starting to be you know they're they're kind of getting sick of seeing themselves as little fatties on tv so now they're starting to change if you've noticed they've all they're all starting to lose weight they're all taking care of themselves they're all putting on makeup you know their hair's all dyed their hair's colored nice golden blonde yeah they're yeah Yeah, (laughs) yes they're 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 doing things that they've got i was gonna say janelle the one that was like probably the one that cared the least about looks and things she probably looks the best now she has lost an incredible amount of weight she's getting her hair done she runs she's run a marathon she does a trainer you know i mean she's really getting her shit together and you know what's funny about her out of all of them i get the sense that he probably cares about her the most i think they they have said that they were they are best friends like they're super good friends yeah but it's still a little creepy because his dad and her mom got married and then they got married yeah it's a weird little setup and so it's just not right i mean i'm not saying morally right i'm just saying there's something not right it's a really weird thing so but i can't stop watching these shows i can't stop watching the misery and the jealousy and the anger and the constantly jockeying for attention and it's like i don't understand what is wrong with me <laughs> it's like i would I never want to live that lifestyle i'm i never would so maybe that's why i watch it because i know well, yeah, that this is something i, would I think never that's do. probably why we watch too because partly you want to think like you just like to see i guess how other people live maybe that's why reality tv is so popular and has remained popular because yeah. well to me there's two types of reality tv there's like the reality tv that's like a game show which right. i just think is stupid like, like survivor you know, or like the bachelor or bachelorette oh, like God. i know people are diehards about their show i have never watched even a minute I never of those have shows either and i never have but i mean obviously i mean they're into what they're a 20th season or i mean like it's, yeah, it's like forever a lot of people who watch it and it's interesting but i mean 
I, I don't like the game show reality yeah. TV Yeah, well, it's shows. a lot of it is staged. I, I think all reality TV is staged, to be honest with you. I think they're... Well, they like creators, I don't think you can Well, that's that. not... That's like an insight into freaks of nature almost There's reality. It's like another a show called My 600 Pound Life. That like, is have you just... Have seen that one? See, to me, Daryl won't let me watch that. That one is so – and the thing about the show is they all go to the same doctor. That ex- doctor has the worst bedside manner. It's so exploitive. I think that's why I don't like it. It's It seems like they're just exploiting these people. They're vulnerable in the sense that they put themselves in this they, – they put themselves in this position where they are literally dying because yeah. they can't stop eating or whatever it is that's making them so, you know, beyond obese. They need the surgery to kind of jumpstart the yeah. recovery. I mean, I'm all for people getting Me too. surgery. I really you know, whatever. think it's Be healthy. It's great. But, you know, if you've gotten to a point where you just can't stop your, I mean, and even like I think about the Sister Wife shows, the Janelle woman, and right. she's like lost all this weight. She's still chunky. She's still yeah, a she's, big and, girl. But at least she's healthier. I mean, she's getting, she you know. She probably is, but I mean, I'm just saying like, right. you know, all the work that she's been doing for the last two years, she had gotten her stomach clipped. She'd be a stick by now. Yeah, those you're right. There are definitely different levels of television. I personally like scripted TV. I mean, I do I do occasionally, like I said, I can't stop watching these. I don't I don't watch them religiously, but I when they're on, I will peek in and watch the polygamy shows or the weird right. there's some weird sex shows like, you know, that sex sent me to the ER thing. I mean, they're just like retells what? of stories. Yeah, I've it's, never heard of that. Yeah, they're these amateurs. Stupid, <laughs> yeah, right. Just dumb stories like, you know, I broke my penis type crap. I don't know. I've I've never seen more than like a few minutes of it, but you know, they're interesting to me on they're almost like retells of things that have occurred. Yeah, I watch but... I'm pretty religious about that show ID TV where it's like, you know, scorned lovers right. or you know, Wives someone's always knives. killing someone. Be- yeah, yes. exactly. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't um, like shows like that too much, but they're just retellings. You know, you and I do not watch the same TV really. No. I don't don't know why. I mean, like, you watch the WWE and stuff, and I don't watch that, but I love The Big Bang Theory. I I love The Walking Dead, and I'm watching House of Lies, which is on Showtime with uh, Don Cheadle. It's it's a fantastic show. Are you watching any? I mean, of course, and I'm watching Girls, which I wish you would watch because you would love to hate it as much as I do. I can't stand Lena Dunham. I I love. I can't handle her. Paula, last week's show, she was in a green bikini the entire time. It Jamie, was the longest. See, it was the why? longest thirty minutes of my life. In fact, I was I was so upset about having to watch her in this green bikini for the full. It was thirty. It was. It's only a thirty minute show. It felt like an hour. And at one point, she put on a sweat jacket, and I was like, "Finally, thank God!" I mean, and I was so hostile is, about why it. Why am I going to subject myself to? I can't stand how how exploitive she is of her own body and 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 it's almost like in your face i don't care if people don't like the way i look and it's just like it's it's such a repellent to me like even if the show is good or written well i just can't watch it because i don't want to see her naked yeah i it grosses me out well it's just so uncomfortable and the thing is is that you know I don't really care. She's not what even she looks ladylike like. about her nudity. You know, I mean, she's the kind <laughs> of person no that you know she'd probably just sit there, just let it know, all with, jiggle, even with a dress on. Like she probably sits there with her legs wide open 
and she looks like she smells like B.O. And <laughs> she probably is just yeah, like so uncouth, doesn't shave her vagina, you know, and just doesn't care. And thinks like, well, if you have issues with me or my body or the way I smell, that's your problem. And be like, no, it's called socially unacceptable. And just because you're rich and famous doesn't mean that, you know, you're not some sort of dreg of society that just smells like pussy and body odor i think that her i think her position is that you know she's she's one of the many women who have a spotlight who have the ability to reach millions of people and she identifies herself as the anti-woman hero like she's the opposite of what society expects us to look like in the united states she's not tall and thin she's not blonde she's not perfect you know she's got this hideous tattoo she hunches on the red carpet you know i am not going to be just another hollywood starlet i am an artist you know i'm not an actress i'm an actress you know yeah, and but it's i'm like, just saying like you know but i mean there's that term ladylike it's not necessarily i guess a, a a projected stereotype i mean some of us actually enjoy being ladies and being ladylike it's not a burden to be <laughs> right. to not look like i don't know prehistoric man <clears throat> on a poster walking around you know using foul language with my white flappy skin everywhere and <laughs> i mean i'm okay not being like that you know yeah i, I would i don't have to fight that it's not it's not my natural desire in life and so you know she acts like women are, are are fighting their their internal battle to not be this way and i'm like no no you're you're on your you're own on your own one. there honey that's your right? that's your uh, point of view pov baby right. yeah <clears throat> she's she's definitely a difficult person to watch however she's incredibly talented and the show is very good and i love to watch it because I'm almost always distracted by and see maybe that's not a good thing that I'm always distracted by her parents because now it's becoming it's taking me away from the story you know what I mean and she's already not very likable on the show and so now that she's walking around in you know an old navy bikini that fits poorly and all and I can why? do is I'll and, you know and they do a dance routine in it what the hell is and going And it's like, on? at some point, I'm like, could you please just get a fucking towel? Can you put on a pair of pants, some sweats, anything, basketball shorts? I don't care. The, the thing that makes it good, it's not like they don't address the fact that she's wearing this hideous outfit and that it fits so poorly. She, get, she gets kicked out of a grocery store because she doesn't have shoes on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's, I, I couldn't even handle that. They, they address the ridiculousness of her behavior. They're like... No, you can't come in here. Look at you. You know, I no, you cannot walk that. around in a bathing suit. Like, it's the 60s. This is not, you know, even back then they would wear cutoffs for crying out loud. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's Woodstock. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, so, but I do love to watch girls. And speaking of girls, there was this, all this flurry about a week ago about Sex in the City. And I'm like, what's going on with Sex in the City? And, you know, there's been talk about a new movie's coming out, like they're going to do a third movie. And I'm like, what's cool. it going to be? Yeah, really. You know, Sex Sex in the City goes to the nursing home. Yeah, Carrie gets a Carrie gets a hysterectomy. I mean, I don't even know what it could possibly be. I mean, I don't know. whatever. They'll be in their 50s. Well, I mean, I guess they're still probably, you know, as I get older, I would imagine, you know, 15 years from now, I can't imagine not being, you know, still sexually active and, and having a full sex life. I mean, 15 years doesn't seem that long or that far away. So I... You were talking about characters who were, you know, embodied New York chic and, 
I mean, they didn't do, it wasn't like they were doing anything outrageous. I mean, what, Charlotte's going to be, what, an empty nester now? I mean, I don't, I don't even <laughs> I know, know. Right? What's, yeah, I don't what's know. The, is that going to really be the movie sure. title? <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, why, what's with all the sex in the city? Well, it's been 10 years since the show ended. And oh. so basically there's been all of these articles about, does the show stand the test of time? Does the fashion stand the test of time? You know, do the stories, how, you know, can we look back and see... Was the show as dynamic as we thought it was when we were watching it? And I'm like, there are some scenes and there are some, there were some episodes that I still really, really love about that show that were great. But I also look at it a lot different. Like, I can't stand Carrie Bradshaw. She's like the worst person on the planet. I just, yeah, never was. Never I was never a Carrie fan. She was, she, she, and she's a bad friend. And that was the thing I hated the most. I don't care if you're a shitty girlfriend. There's a lot of those. But she wasn't good to her friends. And it was always about her. Everything always had to revolve around what they weren't doing for her. Or, you know, she was hypocritical. And I'm like, God, like. When Charlotte wouldn't offer her the money, when she got her ass thrown to the curb from by Aiden because she wouldn't right. marry Aiden, who was like the hottest guy on the planet, and she wouldn't marry him. Well, I don't really blame her for that one. He was annoying. <laughs> well, he was a hippie. It and she's it's not. Like he was just like he was like one of those men that just like you know tried to shove domestic family life down her throat, and it's just like that's fine. But I mean, they had no business being together. That's they had the no problem. business getting back together. That's the problem. No, but I mean, it was like a security blanket. You know, it was comfortable. In, well, she in... missed him, so therefore they had to get back together. But that's the thing I don't understand is like, why don't people use their heads? You know, it's just like <laughs> obviously it didn't work out for everything. You cheated on him, right. which is really difficult for a woman to do because women just don't cheat on no, men. No, not normally. I think one of some of the worst situations that I saw her in was like when she sent Aiden over to help Miranda when she hurt herself in the bathroom. That was just rude. That was shitty. And then when she came over to see how she was doing and just wanted to come over and talk about her life. Yeah. You didn't even bring cream cheese. I know. You didn't bring any schmear. Nothing. No, you don't get to come over here and, and bring bagels and just start talking about your life. And, you know, after your boyfriend saw me naked. He saw me naked. Did he tell you that? No, he's so a gentleman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that was, was just great. so rude. She was terrible, but I mean, the show, the the writing was really good. So, the other day, the it's it's one of the one of the later seasons. It's after Jack Berger, which was a nightmare of a season. God, it was the worst, worst. storyline. So that whole bad. season. What was it? Season four or season that five? That was season four. They could have done five. away with that entire season, and I would have been. It happy. was absolutely atrocious. But the only good storyline about that was um, Charlotte, Charlotte and Harry. And Harry, yeah, exactly. So it's the last. I, it's it's the season I believe it was the season finale where she's at the Jewish mixer the singles right. Jewish mixer yes and and he shows up and Harry shows up and he you know basically she she pontificates and monologues about how much she misses him and wishes that they could just get see each other again and he proposes yeah. to this day I cry oh, it's the geez. best scene ever I love it yeah, it's my favorite love it love it like I was telling you the other day with Sex in the City, they've kind of bridged the gap with the time because you said it's been 10 years since yeah. the, the finale. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm like, it does not seem like that long. But I they know. came out with two movies. They did. And and the movies were really, really similar to the show. And they were. So, I mean, they were jazzed up a little bit. But for the most part, you know, the characters were pretty much the same. The storylines were pretty much the same. So mm-hmm. the only time I came close to possibly crying 
was when Miranda and Steve saw each other when they were walking on the Brooklyn Bridge to be in the, the middle. That's the movie. Yes. That's Other not than even that, the I show. Didn't cry. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> there was no, there was nothing. I mean, I got a little, okay, I got weepy when they agreed that they would be soulmates. And that was pretty much it. I mean, there's some really great stuff, but I think those are the only two that actually went, I went, oh, that's really sweet. Or when she was leaving for Paris, that was actually kind of sweet too. No, I was so pissed off at her for doing well, that. Well, that like, was I so dumb. I hated her. I hated that. You know what? And that's the thing is, is like I hated that Carrie's character because she was just so selfish. She was God. a very selfish girl. She Incredibly. Was so selfish. And, and yet she expected everyone to accept to her lifestyle, her poor choices and the repercussions and and still be her friend. Right. And it's just like, I'm not saying that everybody doesn't make mistakes or poor choices or whatever. But I mean, if you're a decent human being, you don't expect people to be on board with your choices. Well, actually, you can't expect that when you're sisters or when you're family. But when they're just friends, I, you know what? If I had a friend like Carrie Bradshaw, she would not be my friend. No. She is so effing selfish. I'm like, you know what? And that's probably why Miranda was one of my favorites because Miranda's I, yeah. just like, I'm not on board with your crap. You're making a poor choice. I did not like Miranda in the early episodes. I thought she was a total bitch and they made her so manly and I hated that. I, I did hated think, it. I did question her sexuality for a while. Well, I think we all know why now. But the second well, that she <laughs> the second she got pregnant. That character softened quite a bit, and I really liked it. But that is very it. true. That is and I so liked true. it because before that, she was just such a hard bitch. It's like no one would want to be your friend. I mean, I'm sorry that somebody didn't, you know, somebody canceled and you didn't check your machine. But for God's sake, calm down. It's just a fucking dinner. She was very high strung. But, you know, yeah. I think that's the thing is all of the four characters were pretty extreme. They and that's were. probably why they made such good friends because – they wouldn't normally fit in most social groups. In fact, there's that episode where they go to this wedding and they're like, you know, you've got the tables of of the prestigious couples and then you've got the other table of, you know, the nerds and the, the antisocials and then you've got us, the witches of Eastwick. <laughs> that would be all, where we are. They, that would be our right. table. And I think that's why we all loved the show. I mean, everybody no. could relate to the show in some fashion. It's true. But we, could. we all liked it because... We don't fit in, you know, especially the four of us together. Oh, my God. We don't we're fit in anywhere. Like a storm. No, it's, like a it's freaking just, tornado when we were together. Mom always said, she's like, well, I can always tell when my girls have arrived because, you know, <laughs> the sound that pr- precedes us is so loud and, and it's something it's, wicked this it's way It's kind of like when an earthquake is coming, like you hear you that hear loud rumble. rumbling and yeah. you're like, what, what, what is that? What, what's oh what's happening? What's going on? My children are coming. And mom just Good gets a smirk life. and she's just like, well, my daughters have arrived. Like she's, Everyone, my children are here. And she knows there's no controlling it. None. There's nothing she... That must be really hard to be a mother and and have these four children that are just absolutely out of control. Like You know what? And it's never not been that way. When we were kids, it was almost worse because it's like we were baby rattlesnakes. We had no idea how much venom to let go when we were young. So there was like literally no control. Like I look at my own daughter and she is a handful. And it's mostly because like Ryan even told me the other day, he's like, Mom, I get nervous when Olivia runs. And I'm like, I do too, son. (laughs) I do too. Well, we all do. Because you just, you know, it's going to end poorly. Something will happen, you know. (laughs) And so so I think... Imagine having four of those running around. I no wonder mom doesn't have any nerves or feelings. You know, <laughs> she's, she's dead just, inside. There's no point. She's dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. 
Hey, Hugs. Producer Dub here. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now, back to the show. So television, the Oscars are on Sunday. Yes, and the show drops on Sunday, so... So you oh, but you know what? TV is not the Oscars. Oscars are movies. But I mean, yes. to be honest, every time I watch the Oscars, I don't give a crap about the movies. I mean, most I of only, them I've never even seen. It's just the play-by-play of what people are wearing. That's the only thing I care about. It's usually that. But you know, the thing I hate probably the most about the Oscars is they're just so damn predictable anymore. You know, I like, I the would people agree. that should win won't. I, you know what, here's the problem though, at least with this year, I have no idea. I have seen none of the movies. I have no, but I, I mean, I know who's nominated if I looked at a list. I'm just not invested. So all I'm really looking forward to is watching the red carpet. I want to see what faux pas occur, who looks stunning, who looks like shit. So actor in a leading role, Christian Bale for American Hustle. Oh yeah, Bruce American Dern. Hustle. Bruce Dern for Nebraska. I have no idea who Bruce I, Dern is. Laura Dern's dad. God, he looks like a, a homeless old man. Yeah, and he's looked that way for 30 years. He's never not looked like God. that. God. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio, The Wolf of Wall Street. He and won't win. Ev- even if he deserves to win, he won't win. No, it's he just, never wins. He's going to be the Susan Lucci of his time, and that's Agreed. unfortunate. Then there's Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave. Is that no the idea. boy or the girl? Well, it's, a, it's actor in a leading role, so it's a so boy. So it's the man. Okay. But I I don't even know what Twelve Years a Slave is, and I never heard of Cheetah Well. Ejiofor. I don't. Well, I mean, but it's you know a, what? He'll probably win. It's based on a book, and it's based on a true story about a man who was very educated in um, like the north, eastern north, like New York or something, and he was mm-hmm. kidnapped and sold as a slave, and he survived for twelve years before he escaped, and then he wrote a book about it. And um, I think nobody even knows what and it, what what happened to him. Like, he was so damaged afterwards. Like, he faded into oblivion, and they have no idea where he ended up after that. He was so crazed. But, I mean, he'll probably win, and it'll right. probably be the only movie he ever makes in his entire life. Probably. And it seems like the actors that, that win a lot are the ones that truly can transform themselves. You know, it... Right. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, to me, is a, fam- a fabulous actor, but... His character is basically the same, regardless of who he's playing. Except for it, Gilbert Grape. Which, right. <laughs> that was that, the only one. Right. And so, but, like, you take someone like Tom Hanks. like he can, he can physically transform himself. Or even if he doesn't physically transform himself, he will become so believable at whatever it is yep. that he's doing. Yeah, Meryl really Streep's the same way. Meryl Streep's my she hero. She is like a chameleon. She could be anything. Don't you, you know? love her? I do. And, she's and so good. She's so talented. And so it doesn't matter what she's playing. You know, I think she's even, and maybe it wasn't her. It could have been someone else. They actually played a man in a movie once. Oh, that was Kate Blanchett, I think. Maybe it was Kate. And she's nominated for an award, She's too. really good, too. She is. But you know what? Same thing with Judy Dench. They're both nominated. It's that whole, like... European uh, English thing. You know, I just, I don't know. Because Emma Thompson used to get nominated all the time. So did Anthony Hopkins. And I'm I like, love Emma like, Thompson. But she played, I'm like, how many times can you play the... Someone's the, mother. The toothy, you right. know, the, the, 1600s, the you know. The period um, pieces. Right. You know, yes, it's the just like there was only so many queens and Sense and Sensibilities and <laughs> so true. Gone There's with so- the Winds or whatever. Right. You know, it's just like... And her bottom teeth are way too big for her mouth. And she kind of reminds me of like those 
those hogs that have like the big bottom tusks because when she talks her mouth's really spitty and it's like her bottom teeth Wait, in the way. Emma Thompson? I don't yes. I don't feel that way about her at all. I don't You'll have to look. No, I You'll will look, it. but I'm just saying there are people that are far more hideous. You know who is really talented that I absolutely don't like? Amy Adams. I don't really know why she's getting a lot of hype. She bothers me and I it's it's it, she's literally she's getting on the Anne Hathaway train. And what I mean I by that is that she I think she's acting all the time. Like I don't think we ever see who she really is. I think she's a bitch and she acts like she's not. You know what I'm saying? I was watching her on the Behind the Actors Studio. You know how I love that show. Right. And because she's a nominee this year, again, this is like her third year in a row for being nominated for an Oscar. She was on and, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, she worked with him a couple of times mm -hmm. in her career. Most recently last year, they were both nominated for a film. So, she was being interviewed, I think, like, the week – and, like, not even week after he passed away and his funeral and everything. Like, it was really recent. And she right. obviously went to the funeral. So they mentioned Doubt, which was the first movie that she did with Philip Seymour Hoffman. The Doubt was, like, in the – and it was with Meryl Streep, too, by the way. And it was, yeah. like, in the le late 90s or early 2000 or something. I mean, it wasn't it – was it was such a letdown, unfortunately. I saw it. I thought it was going to be like this amazing, powerful movie, and it wasn't. It was It was lame. So he mentions the movie Doubt, and she immediately starts crying. Why? She, because Philip Seymour Hoffman had died. And, okay. And, you know, had been – it was incredibly recent. And I can understand that. I really do get it. But she's just like, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I can say anything oh, more about that. God. And I'm like – um it's you... only a matter of time before she starts thanking her fabulous husband her She's... amazing supportive husband. oh no he was there are you kidding he was in oh, the audience Pete's and he's sake. like what's your favorite sound my daughter's laughter when she's really laughing and i'm like okay hate you what are you cutting your hair because that's what's next you're gonna shave your head for some really Im imperative role where you've really got to get into it i know, I know. it it's yeah. it's coming because it you can't be. compete with Jennifer Lawrence because she's young and hot and you're just a ginger with small boobs. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have to do something profound and you will never be Meryl Streep. So you can cry well, all you want about Philip Seymour Hoffman and you're still not going to do it. You're not going to win. The truth of the matter is, is only, this is my opinion, the only time a woman will win an Oscar is if they do nudity. It was the very year that Halle Berry oh, well. did nudity is when and she was up against Diane Lane, who also did the movie Unfaithful. I mean, right. they both had like pornographic sex. Scenes. It was very porno. Yes, and they were so, very pornographic you know, for that time. You want to win an award? You got to get naked. You really do need to show your boobs. I don't I think. And you know what? <clears throat> Actually, that's interesting because Amy Adams in American Hustle, she had all of her cleavage was like down to her belly like her boobs were hanging out like all the time right and so i'm wondering if that will be what pushes her i mean she's won oscars before so so no what's weird is is like i know julia roberts won one before and yeah. sandra bullock has won one but i don't think either one of them have done nudity but I neither of them really so. have breasts so to speak of anyway so well, they're kind I mean, of boyish they're both maybe kind they're of like you know they get like a waiver or something well they're also there's nothing to see. First of all, do you think any director's going, like, oh, we want to see Sandra Bullock's tits? Uh, no, you don't. Every guy no, will don't. want to see her boobs. They don't care. They just want to see, fa they wanna see boobs, period. They don't care Even who if they're is. mosquito bites, they'll be like, eh, well, uh -huh. they're boobs. I touch them. 
I'd rub one out with it. Yeah, why not? I'd look at it. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So, all right. So as far as the Oscars go, do you have any predictions? I don't because I have literally no idea. I mean, I'd like to see Jennifer Lawrence win again, but that's just because I like her. Well, I think I would always like to see Meryl Streep win just because I think, you know, I'd never get tired of seeing her win. And like like we said, you know, she's just so fab at what she does. And Jennifer Lawrence, I mean... She's good, but... She's a youngin'. I think that's the thing is, is like, like I was saying before, I think sometimes people get used to playing certain parts, Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily skill, it's just kind of, you know, they're playing something that's very natural to them, but... She has has played a lot of crazy, actually. That, and she's what, 22? I think she is. Young and rich, so I mean, that's not not a stretch. (laughs) I'm actually really looking forward to the red carpet. I always love to see... That's the only thing I usually watch. I don't usually... Although, I will say... I absolutely love Ellen DeGeneres. So you I and am, your, you and your son have something in common. We do. Yes. <laughs> so I might watch just to see how she does because I think she's really funny. She's got a good sense of humor. I mean, she she tends to be a little too Pollyanna when she's doing a big show like this. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe she'll be a little less. Maybe she'll be a little more edgy. Well, but I think that's actually why they like her because it seems like anytime someone gets too edgy or too insulting or something, people start doing that that nervous laughter in the audience. The first like, ah, lips, uh-huh. kind of like what. Then they this? then they always pan to like Tommy Lee Jones, who's like completely furious. He's right. such a grumpy old man, you know. Well, yeah, what are you gonna do? So, I don't know. Um, so predictions. I really I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it's gonna be one of those movies that no one's ever seen, but right. it was really popular. Probably win. But like I said, I'm mostly worried. You know, not worried. I'm mostly uh, excited about the red carpet, mm-hmm. and um, I don't really know what's in fashion, so I don't Me know either. if it's gonna be a bunch of tangerine dresses. I know at the uh, what was the music award or something. Everyone was wearing turquoise jewelry, so I don't know if that's oh, still making a comeback. I did not or... know, but I do like the turquoise. But I, oh, I don't. I, I do. He looks cheap. So <gasps> how dare you? Well, what can I say? I don't know. I like they're, I like silver and turquoise. They're personally. blue rocks. Yes, they're that beautiful. look dirty. They're not dirty. They have okay. like cracks in them with like brown stains. I don't know. Disagree. Agree to disagree. Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> so um, aside from that, that pretty- I think it's unless something outrageous occurs, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those uh, awards like the Super Bowl where. I'm just going to be on my Facebook page commenting as I do a play-by-play where no one's going to be reading it going, why are you commenting play-by-play on Facebook? No one cares. Because it's what we like to do. It's fun. Yes. And so... We'll start a and usually, Well, what's funny about that is usually you and I will post at the same time about something And then we similar. pick up on each other's thread and then we just <laughs> right. start going to town. Or you'd be like, I was just going to comment on that. And decimate so. some poor hapless creature. It's true. We become experts like the Olympics. You <laughs> it's know. true. We know everything there is to know, know about everything. fashion and uh, the awards and, and acting. Cinematography in an independent film, right? You know, under two. And we minutes. know outrage when we see it. <laughs> I, well, like I've said before, I always feel bad for the ones that are like, and the winners that were not announced tonight, but got their awards on Tuesday afternoon in at, conference room B, right? Is for best picture in not even best picture for her, you know, best, best best short anime independent film in the foreign category. In the foreign category, like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> From some random providence in France. Some long-haired well, gray my, my dream came true. I got an Oscar, everyone. Yeah. Yes, that would be us. And we won't mention that no one else was in the category. <laughs> they were solo, solo nominees. So by default, congratulations on your Oscars. I love you, Mom. 
And it's always, you know, what's funny is the people that have to announce that it's usually some incredibly regal actor who hasn't been seen in like five years, but somebody threw him a bone. So they're out on stage wearing their little, you know, it's true. bridesmaid's dress. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Accomplished actress. Yeah, one Julia time Roberts. Academy Award winner on a freak thing because she played a role that was probably not too much of a stretch from how she is in real life. Showed her tits and had a big hair. Congratulations. And was trashy and... and a total and, bitch. And had a horse face. Julia Roberts. And she's not wearing any deodorant, ladies and gentlemen. Really? She's a would... smelly one. She does look she's, stinky. She's smelly and she's mean. I was so like offended and disgusted because they had her on a Chanel commercial. Ew. I oh, I've seen that. it. And I'm just like, why would you have the smelliest actress in the world do like a Chanel perfume. perfume? I mean, unless maybe they're saying like, if you smell like Julia Roberts, try Chanel. Try Chanel number five. And you'll smell better. A little better. But no one likes to smell B.O. and perfume mixed. I mean. And she lives in New Mexico, so you know it's so hot. So it's very hot. And and she's like on a ranch with like dust kids and horses and, and kids and gross. And she wears a lot of cotton, comfortable yoga pant stuff. So you know that's gross. I bet you she doesn't shave and her vagina smells like dirty pantyhose. Like a cleft. Mossy cleft. Mossy she cleft. has the mossy. She has the sweaty gap. <laughs> sweaty gash. <laughs> gap gash. Same difference. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's our take on uh, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So hopefully everybody enjoys the show. And speaking of shows, I think that's a wrap for ours. Well, except that we just finished up a really cool interview. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> We did. Forgot. We were we were interviewed by a uh, podcast that's based out of Arizona. I think is what he said. The what, what about Pod is the name of their podcast, and uh, they are well. At least one of them listens to our show. He's a listener. and He thinks we're very funny, so he had us on our on his show and um, gave us some questions. And so when that show is posted, we will let you know about it, so you can listen to our interview. I have a feeling it's going to be really funny. I was just like so flattered that someone thought like highly enough of us to like have them on their show and interview and be like oh we want you on our show and we want to interview and ask you questions and I was just like us me what what so it was yeah. really cool really exciting so thank you Todd from what about pod actually no it's it's Chris no I thought you said his name was Todd no his name is Chris who's Todd uh your last name there's no one named Todd nowhere are you sure it's producer Jay and Chris that's who it is what about pod Okay, you know what? Hans? I'm on the worst antibiotic, and it does cause drowsiness and like Foggy. hallucinations and and <laughs> irritability. So, well, next next time we'll make sure to call him Todd. Not thinking. Well, you know what? I don't know. I, I he probably he'll he, listen. He He'll sounded know. like a Todd, so I just think he should just go by that name. But All right, from now on. Okay, so it's Todd, Todd from, from What About Pod. See, it even rhymes. That's yeah, why it should true. be. It's true. It does. And they say WAP or WAP. They say the WAP. W-A-P, WAP, what about pod? And I'm like, doesn't that mean like we are perverts? Like WASP? We are perverts. What does WASP stand for? WASP is a band. White Anglo-American no, 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 special no. people? Yes, I, I, it can. But it also, uh, there was a hair band, a terrible hair band back in the 80s called WASP. And it stood for we are sex perverts. And so whenever I hear them say WAP, I always think about that band we are perverts or we are sex perverts but i don't think that's them all men are perverts wham but i don't know what wham stands for wake me up before you go go don't leave me hanging on like a solo oh i thought it was a yo-yo i don't know 
I don't even know what we're doing regardless. Anymore. No. Okay. So yes. So that'll be fun. So we'll, promote we'll, it. we'll Again. give you more information. Um, so you can listen to us on what about pod. It's funny. It, I, I think it's funny. I think it went well. I think so. I mean, I well, you and I were a handful, so he was laughing a lot. I think so. So that's good. Yeah. So, um, we'll check that out. And in the meantime, um, we just want to thank everybody for listening again, our iTuners, our stitchers, our iHeartRadio. Heart talk folks Mm -hmm. and then anybody else who goes to the website and downloads and speaking of the website we're always talking about our ugly mall and um we've noticed an increase in orders so we want to appreciate um those people that take the time to use our ugly mall link and shop on amazon thank you so much and it's not us it's no yeah i know and so we're really grateful for that but um i actually did just shop on amazon and I, so I do have prime and what I decided Mm -hmm. to order was I got things like, um, trash bags, laundry detergent. I got some Lysol wipes. And the reason is, is they were all on really good deals Really, and I don't need them immediately Right, and it's free shipping. So it's like stuff that can just come to my house and I can just have it. You know, I, I actually buy my hair products on Amazon because, Mm -hmm. um, as much as I love my hairdresser, the markup on the hair products that I like is very high. Yeah. And so I use um, some very expensive conditioner and some mm-hmm. hair products and I get them. They're like 50% less on yeah. Amazon and I have prime as well. I kept it up. Yeah. And so it's free shipping on everything. So to me, it's, it's two day shipping too. Sometimes one day, depending on where it's coming from. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Amazon. And so I was just saying today, I'm like, you know what? I need to get some more of these life drops they're called mm-hmm. life drops and they're really really it's really good for my hair specifically because i have thin hair it's like 50 bucks anywhere else but on yeah. amazon it's like 25 it's good if you're being proactive and ordering ahead of before you run out i was going to order mascara but i ran out and i needed it so unfortunately i had to delete that from my cart but Bummer. the rest of the stuff you know <laughs> i it's it's good so you should check it out even just for household stuff and yeah. you should sign up for prime if you don't have it um, go to Ugly Mall. It and, pays off. Yeah, there's a link for Amazon Prime. You get a 30-day trial, and then it's $80 for a whole year. And um, Awesome. So it's good stuff. So thank you, everyone, for you. listening and tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week.